Hey guys, welcome back to the Nadia Murdoch Fit Mind and Body Podcast. Today I have one of my very dear friends, Marley Messina. Hey Marley. Hey guys, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us today. And I wanted to do something different today. I wanted to sit and chat with my friend and really get the nitty gritty of one of the most popular diets out there, Whole30. And Marley can attest to this diet because she's done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I really wanted to sit down. I mean, I know there's so much out there. There's paleo, there's keto, and there's Whole30. So I really wanted to sit down and get a real take on it from someone that's not in the health and wellness field. Marley works in marketing. She has a busy lifestyle. And I wanted to know how attainable it was for her to stick to it. So Marley, why don't you first tell me the first time you did Whole30 and why you chose to do it? Sure. So I probably did Whole30 about two years ago. Um, I have probably, like most women and a lot of people I know, been dieting on and off my whole life. Um, as a child, I was slim and active. Um, and in college, I was an athlete. And so I didn't think much about weight. Um, and it wasn't a problem for me. And then after college is when it really hit. Um, so I've tried all sorts of different things, all the popular things. I, you know, I'd started out, uh, like years ago thinking about South Beach because my friend, oh my gosh, yeah, and she was super (laughs) slim. Yeah. Um, I opened the book, it said you couldn't have fruit. I closed the book. That was the last time I thought about, um, that diet. And then I, I had looked at Atkins. I had done low carb, no carb, low fat, right? We yep. grew up in the nineties. Low yep. fat was the thing. It's like beat into your head. Yep. Do not eat fat. Right. Um, so I, none of those things had really had a lasting impact on me. Um, and I was looking for something that was sustainable. Um, I, I am active. It's important to me that I stay active. So, but I, I like clean and I don't want to say natural mm. because you know, you kind of fall into that, um, area of what is natural, mm-hmm. right? Like if I have some sort of pre-workout drink, is that natural? Is that right. restrictive? So because that's another form of restriction. Like it is another yeah. form of restriction. I mean, yeah. anytime you're really looking closely at what you're consuming, it's restrictive, right? Um, and I just want to say that first because Whole Thirty, a lot of people are like, well, that's such a restrictive way to eat. I mean, if you ever think about the way you eat, and I think most people do, and it's probably healthy to do that, you are restricting yourself. And as an adult, I think balance falls under that so whole 30 just something i came across and it appealed to me um and so i will say um what was it that stuck out that you were like hmm that made you wanted to dig more and even consider doing it so i i have a condition it's called picos um and so i will say i'm not a medical professional but i there's a lot of information out there so whenever you have a question you should probably speak to a medical professional and do some research for yourself but this was something that went really um it just tied back to what a lot of people were saying worked for them. I liked that it was simple. I liked that the rules were simple. Um, I went to my local Barnes and Noble <laughs> and I'm glad there's still bookstores because I right through that whole 30 <laughs> book. And it was really clear to me things you should eat and things you shouldn't eat. And unlike a lot of other diets, it made sense for why you were cutting out the things you were and why you were keeping the things you were in. Um, and it, it just, to like fit with my lifestyle so whole 30 for the uninitiated you are meant to avoid um grains dairy alcohol wow yes uh legumes which are typically things like beans um peanuts which are actually not nuts um and 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 i believe those are there's a fifth one i can't forget 
remember. Sugar? But sugar. That's yeah. the big one. Oh my God, how could I forget? I remember because you couldn't have ketchup. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and to me, those things are things that made sense. Like why legumes are inflammatory. And there's a lot of us who really need to stay away from things that are inflammatory. A lot of women who can complain about bloating in the face, in the belly, um, legumes can do that to you so does that mean you never eat another bean no but aware of how that interacts with your body that's the hardest one to explain to people yeah. most people have understood why you should stay away from dairy alcohol is a no-brainer sugar they're saying is the next cigarette yes um so it's in everything it's in everything yeah and so we're i i want to talk about that yeah um but i do want to say that that most of those things made sense to me and at some point in my life i had encountered why any of those given food groups were not great for me personally to consume on an everyday basis mm. so i i jumped into it um and you know there's all sorts of the first week being the hardest or what's harder for you i generally try to maintain a healthy lifestyle so i i, I naturally knew a lot of replacements for it um so grains i i you know when you're looking at things that are almond based almond flour is very common to find now yeah you used to have to go dig it up out of some like crazy like <laughs> specialty place, store like, yeah that's yeah. a shop right now yeah um i've i've been fairly dairy free i'll say 80 percent dairy free for you know almost five or six years so that wasn't incredibly difficult to do um so at the time of your life when you did whole 30 the first time yeah it wasn't too hard for you to assimilate to this because you had already been living a fairly hair it wasn't overly difficult okay. now, i'm not gonna say this is easy and everyone's gonna do it and you're gonna lose 20 pounds <laughs> right. and you're gonna feel amazing right. there's lots of different reasons to do it um i will say that i i found it less of a challenge than than other things um, I will say that replacements were really key for me. So mm -hmm. almond milk, there's crackers made out of almond flour. Yep. Um, so Whole30 has some rules. There's a whole book. Um, I didn't read the whole book. Right. So there's things they tell you to stay away from. So technically, French fries are don't fall in any of the restricted food groups. But should you be eating fried foods if you're trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle? Um, while you're on Whole30, I personally chose not to because it was a 30-day challenge for me to reset my body. Right. Long term, like you, I personally learned how to balance it. Sometimes I have French fries and sometimes I don't. Right. And I think it helps you get into that mindset where you can rebalance it and um, figure that out. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it felt like a reset. And I don't think most people would tell you Whole30 is a long-term um diet or way of living i'm are there things that are similar keto paleo those happen to be really big right now i mean personally they look like an updated form of atkins mm. um but there could be something to that there's probably a reason why a lot of those food groups interact with us differently um how we have evolved as humans i mean there's a lot if you really want to get into it there's plenty of literature out there that's the good news yeah because these things are really popular i mean are we becoming more aware of why certain things uh, react with our body in certain ways? Yes. Are we becoming more aware of why dairy might be such a challenge for a lot of us? Maybe it's the milk. Maybe yep. it's the things that they're putting in the milk, like the cows and yep. what they're eating. Um, for me, Whole30 was life-changing. Not because I never went back to eating any of those things. Not true. I eat pizza. I'll sometimes have ice cream. I was so hyper aware of what I was putting in my body yeah, and what the foods I was eating were comprised of. Um, you mentioned sugar. 
like insane to me how many foods that don't need sugar have sugar mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're here in the U.S. and if you look at other places, their foods don't necessarily have the amount of sugar or the type of sugar that we consume. Now, I would argue that ketchup doesn't need sugar in it. Um, you're used to the way ketchup tastes with sugar in it. So if you have sugar-free ketchup, it's, you're going to be like, oh, this tastes funny. Yep. But it's it doesn't need to have sugar yep. in it, right? So if you're eating ice cream and it doesn't have sugar in it, that is going to taste funny because ice cream is a dessert. It's meant to be sweet. Um, but salsa. So I just started picking up foods, marinara sauce. So, you know, a lot of us were thinking we're eating the right things. And you're like, why do I either feel a certain way or my skin looks a certain way or I'm fatigued mm-hmm. or I'm a little heavier than I'd like to be? Um, and you're eating things you don't even know you're eating. So you're trying really hard, right. but like, you just don't even realize like what's in your food. Right. Um, and, and that was really eye opening for me. People are getting more educated. And I they're... think as a whole people yeah. are. And it's, I think it's great that a lot of people are talking about this. I think we're going to continue to hear about sugar. You know, the people who smoked when they were pregnant and didn't know any better oh like gosh. 70 years ago, oh my gosh. we know better now. Yeah. So we're doing better. Right. I think sugar is also going to be one of those things again um just two years ago i struggled i ordered ketchup on the internet for like 12 dollars because i couldn't find anything without sugar in really it. now you go to the grocery store they have it without high fructose corn syrup they have um reduced sugar ketchup yeah. and if you go some places you will find sugar-free ketchup and that was so only two better. years ago you couldn't really it find reduced sugar 2017 the first time i did that's crazy so just in two years we've seen a lot of things jump out you know um, and when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to have candy a lot as mm-hmm. a kid. And then when I got older, I just like ate it because I right. was an adult and I can do what I want. And then you realize, you know, right. some of the challenges you have growing up that you didn't have then. Maybe you know, my parents are on something. Right. right. Like, candy is meant to be a treat. Right. Um, so, you know, Whole30 for me was like the ketchup thing for me. I, I mean, I would call it the ketchup episode of my life because... <laughs> Ketchup, if you, someone had said, what's in ketchup? I'd probably say tomatoes, salt. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and I hadn't known that. So it really was an education for me. Um, and it led back to reading labels. I didn't understand how many carbs should be in something, how many proteins should be in something. Like, what's a gram of sugar? Right. Um, what types of sugar? Yeah. So uh, it, it's extreme for sure. I won't say that cutting out five entire food groups for a minimum of 30 days is not extreme. Right. It is. Um, but it, it felt to me that what, that was, I, uh, what I needed personally, I needed to reset and whole 30 for me is resetting. Um, Marie Kondo is really popular right now. Everyone's organizing and cleaning out their homes. Oh gosh. You're it's, like the fourth person that's <laughs> on, it's on Netflix. That it's one? on Netflix. Yeah. I can't even look at it. Cause I'm like, it's going to make me so like anxiety filled. Cause I know I need to organize and right? like really purge and yeah. like, so it's one of those things. And, and, and so she is a big believer in that. And one of the philosophies she has when she makes you clear out your closet, take all of your clothing and put them on your bed because you need to be shocked into seeing how much you have. Mm. And maybe it doesn't bother you and you're like, this is a fair amount of clothing. I love it. I'm going to put it all back where it came yep. from. And maybe you're like, this is insane. Right. Like, let me reevaluate what I really need in my life. What fulfills the purpose? And what do I have that's a pretty extra? Good, that's a pretty good tip. 
Right. Because I'll so, come across stuff and I'm like, I don't wear this. You don't wear this. Yeah. You don't need it. Maybe you love it, but does it need to belong to you at this moment yeah, in I time? Like, like, I like that. Her thing was, this. does this bring you joy? And, you know, so we digress a little bit, but it, it felt the same for me when I was thinking Whole30. Yeah. Um, it can be extreme. It can be like pulling out all of your problems and looking at them. Um, but then it really helps me see, you know, I'm consuming way too much sugar for me, mm-hmm. for my personal health concerns, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, my height, my weight, whatever, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And maybe you look at it and you're like, you know what? I don't actually eat that much sugar in yeah. my diet. And that's awesome. Yeah. You can naturally do that in this day and age where right. you live. Um, but it was too much for me. And it was, I was aware, like if I, I thought in my head, okay, I ate a little piece of candy today. So I ate that much sugar. Not true. Everything I ate had sugar in it, you know, and you go out socially and you have alcohol and you're like, oh, it's just a glass of yeah. wine. I didn't have like a crazy fruit cocktail. Right. There's sugar in that. Right. And alcohol, obviously, like we don't need to talk about what it does to your body. Um, and the grains is another thing that people like interchange grains versus carbs. Not so. Sweet potatoes were permissible or not restricted. Um, but, but grains are processed typically. So again, it wasn't that I was never going to pick up another piece of bread, but I was going to be aware of one, how grains interacted with my body and what grains and what processes worked best for me. Um, and so for me, it just really appealed as a restart, as an education, um, and as a philosophy. The first thing um, the founder says in her book is you don't have to do anything you don't want to okay, do. Okay, that's super cool. That's super cool because I feel like a lot of people, when they enter into a commitment of a diet, they feel like, I have to do this. And that the anxiety of itself of having to oh, stick it's to so it. Stressful. Yeah. Yeah, You're that's, adding stress yeah. and it can be counterproductive. Yeah, exactly. You actually can make yourself so much less healthy mm-hmm. with the amount of stress you put on yourself with restriction. Right. So that to me meant two things. People, I can't diet this month. I have my friend's wedding. It's my birthday. I have too many social commitments. Someone's going to make me drink. You don't have to do anything. Right. So, I mean, do you probably have to go to your sister's wedding? Yes. Do you have to eat that <laughs> wedding cake? Not no. if you don't want to. No. Um. And, you know, as health conscious as I think our society and our culture has become, I've experienced at work, party, they have a piece of cake, I say I don't want it, and people act like it's the most wild thing on earth. Um, And I just said I didn't want a piece of cake, it was a personal decision. And you just have to be comfortable making those decisions for yourself. The flip side of that is, yeah, you've committed to doing Whole30, but if you find it's not working, or you need to do it for 20 days, or you need to do it, but you've got to have the beans do that. For right. me, it was about finding a balance and finding things that worked for you. The first time, the first two times I did it, I did it for 30 days. Um, and this past year, I wanted to do it for 30 days and I ended up doing it for 20 days. Um, I needed a reset after New Year's for mm-hmm. sure, but did I need 30 days of restricting all these things or do I go back to the balanced way of eating that I eat now? Right. Yeah, I think I, I ended up stressing myself out a little bit. I had reached the reset point. I you know, had kind of cut down on all the holiday booze. You felt good about it. And I could go back to a balanced lifestyle. So nobody is forcing you to do anything. Are there health health concerns that may lead you in a specific direction? Yeah, for sure. Are there times I want a piece of cake, but I tell myself better not? Yes. But there's also times where I want a piece of cake and I have it. Good for (laughs) you. I was just talking with someone else on another podcast. Like, how does it make you feel? right? Like if having a piece mm-hmm. of cake emotionally makes you feel good or mm-hmm. physically makes you feel good with mod, I think with discretion, like 
I wouldn't eat a whole cake. Right. But, like, you know, how does it make you feel? I think, think we get so hung up on, like, the people at your party that says, you're not having cake. The do's and don'ts of the what to eat. The do's and don'ts. Everything is so black Eat what and you white. want. Eat I what, know. Don't, don't judge what I eat. You eat right. what you what want. What makes you feel good? Yeah. There's times when I know um, I will eat a piece of cake and I'm going to feel afterwards yep. so don't eat it right you're not you if you're eating the cake it should make you healthy right right or right. happy it should right make you happy because if you eat it and you're not happy now you just ate something that probably wasn't that great for you right and you're not happy right what did you get out of that right it, yeah. right but i mean so i found for me i like i like good quality foods yeah so um is eating you know a bag of lace potato chips gonna make me happy no, no. i'm not actually gonna feel very good after no your that. body will reject it because right. you have been eating so well too yeah. But it doesn't, it's not great food. And so if Lay's is what makes you happy, by all means, figure out a way to balance that out. But it, it doesn't make me happy. So I'm eating it compulsively or I'm eating it because it's in front of me. But what I love, like a plate of fries every now and then, that is something that yeah. I eat and I get satisfaction out of. And it's a quality food for me. So it's like if I feel like I'm going to stray from the way I feel like I should be eating, yep. it, it better be something that makes me happy and you know fulfills its satisfaction and then I can move on and go back with the rest of my day eating in a balanced healthy way. Do you feel that um whether it was this diet or your lifestyle or over time that it's helped change your relationship with food? Yes, it has. Yeah. Um I had a very unhealthy relationship with foods. Foods were either good or they were bad and mm. I was either going to be good or mm. be bad. And I was very focused personally on weight. And so the first time I did the whole 30, I did lose a significant amount of weight and that made me happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Short term. Because you've got to go back to eating normally. Mm -hmm. My lifestyle was not such that I could never drink again, never have a slice of pizza again. Right. That just wasn't going to happen. Right. Um, So it did take a while to find the balance. Um, But it did also long term change how I looked at food. It wasn't good or bad. It was, how is this going to help me meet my goals? Is this going to help me feel good? Right? So um, if I've been having a good day and I want a cookie, maybe I found some alternatives. I mean, I found some great bakeries around that make grain-free, sugar-free desserts. Nice. Not for everyone, but I actually do enjoy them personally. And so I was like, you know what? I can can eat in a way that is conducive to keeping myself healthy Mm -hmm. while not driving myself insane because I'm saying that for the rest of my life I'm never gonna have a cookie right that's right not, that's not that's not reasonable right um and so it was more about the components in my food and what was making up what I ate right and how was I feeling about it afterwards so um you are really directed to understand how you feel after you consume something mm-hmm. um you know after a long day at work I might I might be okay having a glass of red wine. Having seven of them is going to make me feel really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so pay attention to yeah. that. I mean, having seven probably makes anyone feel bad. But what are your limits? And what are the things you can and can't have that make you um, feel okay? Right? So I now have a much healthier, more balanced approach to things. Um, I understand what is a healthy point for my body. Not everyone is meant to look alike. Not everyone can eat the same way. Good. You know, like you and I could not put on the same pants. They don't necessarily right. look good on everyone. Not right. everything is for everyone. So it really kind of helped me understand what is good for me, what isn't great for me. Um, and and what, what are the food items around me that I just weren't aware of 
um, and how they were interacting with each other and how they were interacting with my body. Yeah. Um, and so it was interesting. I mentioned earlier that I first had looked into this as a way to ease um, a hormonal imbalance that mm-hmm. I had found out that I had that a lot of women suffer from and don't even understand why they're gaining weight, even though they haven't changed the way they eat or why right. they're bloated on certain days. Right. Um, and it actually has made a difference to understand Amazing. That. Yeah. So, you know, to me, overall, would I recommend someone doing Whole30? I would say read up on it, educate yourself. Um, but just mostly the most important thing to take away is understand how those foods make your body feel right so maybe you can be someone who adds grain back into your diet regularly and you feel good right but the dairy was the thing that once you took it out of the diet you felt better right so use it as a chance to kind of pay pay attention attention. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. like you take one thing out and and they do recommend um reintroducing foods one by one for the longest time i thought i was lactose intolerant Mm -hmm. it was because a lot of dairy we consume has sugar in it and sugar is a trigger for me it's a trigger for my body so um i don't think i'm necessarily lactose intolerant i would recommend no one eat a pound of cheese (laughs) um that might not work out well but a lot of things it was like when i was eating ice creams or cheesecake or something like that and i felt terrible yeah like sugar and the combination of sugar and dairy was not good for me personally so, Interesting. Yeah, it turns okay. out I can have some some dairy in moderation and feel okay about it. So here's the nuggets that you're going to leave everybody with. Um, from Whole30, what are your three biggest takeaways that you find yourself implementing in your life regularly? Not daily, just regularly. Um, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, whether that's self-imposed pressure or pressure from those around you, your friends, your family. You can make a decision, you can communicate that respectfully, and then you can stick with the goals that you've set for yourself. Amazing. That's number one. Um, number two was finding balance. So understanding what was in my food, understanding how I was reacting to it, and then finding a reasonable way to maintain that in my life long term. Right. Um, and I think the third was just a recognition of food. It really right? made me go down back to basics. And sometimes you'll eat something like I would look at, say, um, I won't say the brand, but uh, it's, it's a popular breakfast syrup that people eat. Mm-hmm. And it is not maple syrup. It is not actually syrup. And it is composed entirely of chemicals that are not necessarily mm. food-like. Stop it. But if you picked up a can of maple syrup, it there's one ingredient. That's what right. it is. Maple syrup. Right. Um. So really, it's, it's a Ooh, big that's... education on what food is. Food yeah. should be edible. You should recognize What's on the label? What's in reading the labels? Not enough people reading read labels. labels. Yep. I understand it's intimidating. You don't necessarily have to understand macros, which are proteins, fats, and carbs. Just look at the ingredients. Yep. Would you be comfortable eating a big old bowl of high fructose corn syrup? Right. If not, then maybe that's not the item you choose to eat. Right. Oh my gosh. Great takeaways. Thank you so <laughs> much for getting personal and sharing your story with us. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and maybe just a little snippet of what you do outside of taking care of yourself. <laughs> sure. So um, I'm Marley. If you want to check me out on Instagram at Marley, J-M, M-A-R-L-I-E-J-M. Um, my, most of my days are spent working. I work in marketing for a major fashion retailer. Um, I do a lot of PR projects. I occasionally run a marathon and hang out with my dog. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Marley. Thank you so much for joining us today. And guys, make sure you check out Marley on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Bye.